I'm your host, Lisa Leonard. I'm back in Las Vegas now after another fun-filled weekend of racing out in Southern California. This week was the second round of the US Cup and brought us to Benelli Park in San Dimas. Being a race with heavy points available, this race really brought the creme de la creme of women's cross-country racing with several Olympians, world and national champions, towing the line. The race was hard fought and ultimately Erin Huck took the win with Kate Courtney in second place, Emily Batty in third, Catherine Pendle in fourth and rounding out the podium in fifth place was Rose Grant. This was a huge learning experience for me and a great opportunity for racing. I was so honoured to be racing in the same field as these women and so many more who just sat out and gave blistering performances. It's definitely, in my opinion, an exciting time in women's cycling and I'm stoked to be a part of it. I was super fortunate after the race to catch up with Canadian powerhouse Catherine Pendrell for a quick interview for this podcast. Catherine Pendrell is a seasoned pro in cross-country racing and has been on Luna Chicks pro team since 2008. Catherine has several accolades to her name, including most recently a bronze medal in the Rio Olympics, world champion in 2011 and 2014. She's the current reigning Commonwealth gold medalist and gold medalist in the Pan Am Games in 2007. She's also super consistent year in, year out, being in the top five in the World Cup Championship every year except one where she was out with an injury. She was super nice to talk to and I only wish I'd had more time, but so grateful for the time I did get to chat with her. I hope you enjoy this interview. So please welcome to This Start Life, Catherine Pendrell. All right. So staying here with Catherine Pendrell after the race, how are you feeling? I'm good, kind of tired. <laughs> yeah, that was an awesome performance out there and this is the first race of the season for you as well. It's the second race I did. I raced a month ago in a Canada Cup and actually I did oh, yeah. uh, one day of the three-day stage race Moab Rocks. Uh, oh, cool. A couple weeks back, but yeah, definitely it's a... Uh, it's a, it's always a little bit of a reminder to the system yes. how hard you have to go. And yeah. Definitely, I didn't have my best day out there for sure, but okay. um, you know, I think my body feels strong. I just my head wasn't quite on race focus yet. Do you find that like, I mean, obviously, I mean, you're obviously not old by any means, but you're definitely a veteran in the sport. Like, yep. you, you've got a lot of experience. And do you find that like even year in year out, you just need to kind of like dust off the cobweb, so to speak, with, when it comes to racing? Or? Yeah, for sure. You know, I like. For me, I have a, a pretty strong mental plan that I can get myself into the right zone that I need to be for racing. This week we had team camp all week, so okay. you're a little bit scatterbrained and oh, all yeah. over the place. And it was I kind of last night at 10 o'clock at night and yeah. it's like, oh yeah, I'm racing tomorrow. Okay, oh, I got to get there. But yeah, you know, definitely I I didn't have the focus and fire that okay. I typically have today. Okay. Um, but I had a strong ride despite that. Um, but I can definitely be a lot stronger. Okay. Yeah. And as far as like mental preparation, like do you have any do you practice like meditation or do you practice mantras like outside of racing and then carry that into racing or how do you really cope with that yeah I mean for I think setting goals that really align with you is is the the biggest thing that you need to have as your background and then for me my my mental prep will it'll start about for each specific race about three days out and just okay. kind of you know it'll be thinking about what I need to do to put into my race preparation so that I'm 
kind of every day I'm getting closer and closer to where I want to be and and just making sure your arousal level is yeah. at the, like you're not too excited you're not right yawning on the start line right yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but really it it's comes down to being aligned with knowing what you want to get out of the race and, yeah. and what you have to do to get that for me I always do visualize a lap of the course um, riding a lap of the course the night before the race and it yeah. just helps me fall asleep because I know that I've done all the preparation that I need to get ready yeah. and then usually race morning I'm you know d definitely have to take some time to be like okay what do I need to do today right. and, and just really get that and yeah um today I definitely struggled keeping my my head on task um yeah. but and that's that's part of of the training part of it you know right. you're, you're training but it's a totally different demand from what happens in a race so sometimes you do need a couple races to train your brain to be mm -hmm. like oh yeah this is the focus that it requires mm -hmm. this is how you get yourself back in the game mm -hmm. when you've become distracted and, and that kind of thing yeah you have had like I mean, stellar performances year in, year out, um, and you also um, you also dabble in the with the cyclocross events as well. Because I've seen you like cross Vegas. Yeah, a, a little couple bit. Years. Usually, <laughs> dabble until October, and then I'm like, okay, I'm yeah. tired. I just want to play on my bike now. <laughs> I was gonna ask because I mean, you you do like the whole sea uh, season where you're going like traveling to all these countries and racing at like the highest level, and then still finishing within like you know, top five in the world series. Mm -hmm. And then you go and do like cyclocross events as well. So do you do it more for like, just like the change of pace or the change of event or, or is it, is it a goal thing for you again? Or, um, you know, I think it's always, uh, as a, I just like riding and racing and so yeah. it's fun to dabble and try different things. But usually what happens is that my desire to just ride my bike and play on my bike wins out more than yeah. racing. And, yeah. you know, just, uh, I want to get on my enduro bike and trail bike and, right. and just go play and, and work on the skills and, and, uh, and just improve my amount of biking. And then, and that's another thing, like, um, have you seen, like, there definitely seems to have been a shift in the technical aspect a lot of these cross-country courses where they're getting a bit more technical, so it's not just, like, the person who has the best fitness or that's going to win the race. Like, you have to have the fitness and the technical abilities as well. Yeah, 100%. How do you feel that's going to change um, cross-country, like, I would say for the better? Or, or what do you think we're going to see more of, like... Yeah, I think it's been really neat just to have have something that's forced us to change mm. our skill set and mm. to continue adapting and improving. And the increase that I've seen in, in female cyclists skill-wise in the last two years has been phenomenal and super exciting. Yeah, I love seeing that. Uh, you know, as a 36-year-old, um, it can be intimidating because there's girls that are 22 that are coming up and they're not thinking twice about jumping whereas when you right. learn to jump when you're 30 right you're you're thinking about it a little bit more yeah. so you do see that difference of now there's more things that are just a little bit more about having guts yeah. than like before skills were a little bit more nuanced is like choosing that smooth touch through roots and things mm -hmm. like that and now it's more features and mm -hmm. and a little bit more of just that gutsy riding yeah but it's it's neat to push yourself in that way and yeah. to see other women pushing that way and just to see the learning curve that's happening yeah. in her sport and ultimately I think it's going to make everyone better riders and it, it's certainly more interesting on television and, and yeah that helps just ex bring the exposure to our sport absolutely and I think there's definitely like the the level of female athletes again is really um increasing and the amount of female athletes to watch is is great um i think certainly i know like last year we were tuning in every every saturday or sunday to watch on red bull tv mm -hmm. and it was just so exciting to watch and my boyfriend's transition from watching downhill to watching the women's awesome, cross country awesome. <laughs> so yeah. i was like yes well, this see, is that's the thing about in the women's racing is 
so many women are capable of winning on a day that mm-hmm. it makes it more exciting because it's not just a showdown between the exact two right. riders every time. Right. It's who's going to take it this yeah. time? And yep. uh, yeah, so yeah, it's exciting. And um, if you had to tell yourself, like, what would you tell you now, knowing your experience and stuff as a new rider or a new pro, what would you tell yourself that you're giving yourself advice coming into the sport? Um, you know, definitely, I guess, something that I've learned from some harder race experiences is that always keep it fun that element of like know why you're doing it because there are going to be tough days and it's when you have those tough days that you have to know that you're doing it because you love it and what you want to get out of it ultimately and even if it's not happening right there then and there just give your best whatever your best is at that time and then keep keep striving for more yeah and you came from a competitive or equestrian background so um do you feel like that kind of how transition is regards to like certainly sighting? You know, did you do show jumping or yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like so some cross country eventing. Yeah, next. yeah, definitely. I think probably yeah, I the biggest part of it was that if you have horses, then you you just have to put in the hours every day. You yeah. can't not put in the time. Right. And right. so putting in the time is just what you do. So yeah. then that transferred over to cycling. Of course, yeah. of course, I'm going to put in those hours right. every day. And yeah. Um, and yeah, I think just the the comfort being at speed, having obstacles coming at you, jumping yes. them, and yeah. uh, and just going with it a little bit of that uh, comfort at speed. Yeah. And um, so, what can we see? Um, do you have a race this year that you're particularly excited for? Or yeah, gonna... I mean, I always love the World Cup races. Yeah. For me, it's I find the best out of myself when I know I'm going to be pushed the hardest. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I always know that that's the chance to give my best. Uh, I'd love to get another world championship yeah that would be pretty cool yes so, that would be awesome yeah, yeah. and um, I mean coming off the back of an Olympic year with a bronze medal in Rio how was that feeling I mean yeah yeah it's, it's awesome I mean it's it's always interesting when you have a season like that because yeah. everything's so exciting and then it takes a little bit to come down and be like yeah. and then recenter and then okay what's gonna excite me about next year what yeah. what am I fired up about mm-hmm. and so and it's I think it is really important to find those things that fire you up and yeah you know for me it's I I know that I can maintain the same physical performance mm-hmm. so how can I find more gains in my racing and you know I think it's just trying to have really perfect races like I, yeah I crashed myself out of the lead of, of a couple of races last year so if I can just minimize some of those mistakes then I yeah. can continue improving performance yeah. with like just those small things that make a difference yeah what would be a question that you wish people asked you during interviews? Do you have anything oh. that like no one really asks you about and you're like, damn, I wish someone would say, ask me this question? Or... <laughs> um, you know, I don't know. Um, what are two foods you can't live without? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> do you, I mean, do you struggle with like nutrition on the road? I mean, that's got to be tough. Uh, yeah, I mean, definitely it's, it's hard to be as consistent and routine about that. Um, it typically is pretty good. Our, our yeah. team is pretty aligned in the way we like to to eat. So it's like we know that pretty much in any country you go, the Thai food is going to be pretty consistent yes. and good. So we yeah. go for Thai. And, yeah. Um, definitely, that's a fun part of our team is yeah. like going all the meals that we go out together. Yeah. And, uh, 
and have fun. So and you guys, like, I mean, as a team, like, you're out here in force today. The cliff. Yeah, the there's Bar seven team. of us. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was great, like, seeing everyone together, and that's got to bring, even though it's like mostly an individual sport, like bringing yeah. that team aspect into it. It's got to be fun and encouraging to see your teammates. Like, so maybe if you don't have like a great performance, but someone maybe they don't necessarily finish ahead of you, but they achieve their goals. Like, it's right. got to be like kind of yeah. gives you a boost. It was cool because on this course you could look back and you could see in different sections of the course. So I'd actually yeah. pass my teammates and I saw two of them riding together and talking strategy and yeah. stuff. I'm like, yeah, girls, girls. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you know, I know uh, seeing our youngest rider, Haley, really having a strong start to the season. That's exciting to see. And yeah, uh, yeah just watching everybody progress and yeah. see what they can do. So as far as like cross country riding, you mentioned about like enduro and trail bikes. Can we see you like transitioning and doing some of that racing in the future do you yeah think, you know or? i definitely enjoy it but this yeah. is cross country is, is where my passion is for yeah. sure um you know i think it would take a couple of years to transition to the right. level that i would want to be at in right. enduro yeah um de- it definitely would be fun right yeah <laughs> i would yeah. like to do it and there's always like oh i'd love to do the whistler enduro but it's before world champs yeah. i don't know if my team would be cool with that no maybe not like show up yeah. with like a broken collarbone yeah, exactly. or something. i've done that done that i yeah. don't want to do that again <laughs> So where are you heading to next then? Next, I, I get to go home and then I'll be back for Seattle. Okay, excellent. And then when is our fir- the first World Cup race? First World Cup is the 20th of May, I believe. Okay. 20th or 21st that weekend. Where's that? Uh, Czech Republic. It's a really awesome okay. course. And yeah, uh, yeah we'll be excited about that. Excellent. Yeah. Well, I won't take out too well, much of your time, but thank, thank you. you so much yeah, for nice sitting down. Lovely and, to meet yeah. you. And there you go. Couldn't quite get a smoother exit to the interview. Uh, Completely my fault. I think my brain was racing at a million miles an hour after the race. And I was very excited to be interviewing her. So... um so yeah, I didn't I didn't quite wrap that one up as as seamlessly as I as I probably should have. Um, but thanks again so much to Catherine for her time. As always, you can yeah, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. And if you're enjoying it, please take a minute or two to leave a five star review on iTunes so that others can more easily find the podcast and enjoy it too. That's it for this week, so until next time, stay dirty my friends.